How do you not get divorced? Yes. How do you get a good spouse? He basically has no advice on that. He's basically like, I don't really know, but if you want a good spouse, deserve a good spouse because a good spouse by definition isn't nuts. Elon Musk, like you ask him or like, how, how do you be an entrepreneur or should I start this thing? And his response is don't. If you're asking, you're the wrong person. This kid, he texted me like, hey, uh, hypothetically, if somebody, in parentheses, me, wanted to start a podcast, do you have any tips or tricks for like how to go about that? And I sat there for a minute and I was like, if you're asking me, you're fucked. Welcome to the Smart Nonsense Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, and challenging norms. You know, I just, uh, I actually just texted you and told you not to do that bullshit uh, camera reveal for the for the folks on YouTube for the folks on YouTube because pop we're back we're back we're back right I woke pause. up this morning I woke up this morning with I don't know like four episodes on Spotify best morning I've had in years best really a smart nonsense morning wow what do they say about uh, building the product you exactly want we just want to do hear it. our own voices they say do it do, do it. it. I don't. That's the thing. Uh, I don't care who listens to this. For me, it's like being able to listen back to kind of like what we're thinking and how we ideate. It's fascinating to me. And then I also like learn again because like I'm just spewing nonsense on here. And then I yeah. listen back and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. No, that was that was uh, that was not something I believe anymore. Like, it's just it's so interesting. Should we talk about mm. feedback loops? Dude, uh, well, oh, let me let me let me connect a little thread and then we'll hit the feedback loop because okay. that that is a okay. tough feedback loop that we got there. Um, I I like one of my favorite parts is hearing the optimism because okay, feedback loops. Some of these pods were a year ago, like to the day it was like August thirty first or something when we were shooting them, um, and now just getting put out on Spotify. I think a couple of them are out on YouTube, but we. It was chaos. So they got posted some places, not others, all different titles. But my point is, it's really fun, like hearing about us being like, oh, I think we found a writer. We finally got out. He's even better than us. And then just the next pod, it's just us destroyed. And like, we know the future. So it's kind of fun to, uh, to track that. So, well, well, Pop, here's the thing about feedback loops, right? Mm. You um, need the loop. Right. So when you open a loop, as in ah. like maybe you say something, you record something, you like put something into the universe, mm. uh, in order for it to be a feedback loop, it, right. it, it has to go all the way around. Ah, as, in, as in the podcasts need to be published so we can listen to them and then loop back into uh, recording new stuff more informed. Well, here's the thing, dude, and I, I don't mean to compare myself to greats, oh, but wow. I've been reading a lot about Charlie Munger, a lot, and he's, dude, he's just laser focused on one thing at a time, 100%, that's all he does, and so if you got little like, hey, can Dylan, you do the title and thumbnail and publish these episodes? <laughs> no, dude, not the one thing. It won't well, be for the next year. The, the funniest part about it is I listened to one episode one business podcast episode when we thought like okay we're going viral for our shorts therefore the podcast needs to be about the business i once the feedback loop was closed this morning i listened to yeah. one business podcast i'm like that's the worst thing i've ever heard in my entire life i <laughs> i why were we talking about the business 
Well, really? I don't think I don't think we thought those were good podcasts because the no, I hate a lot it. of the time we everyone I, hated the process. But I wanted I regardless of whether or not we like it, I like to document. Yeah, we're gonna document it, and we look back and we're like, wow, that was a real roller coaster. So maybe if we're in the trenches, we just talk about the business because we're not reading other things. And that's okay to document because I don't, we don't care what happens here. This is just for us. It's just boring, especially when it's like, uh, not a turbulent time or like, I don't know. There, there was like a month of us just talking about like failing to sell the business. Um, there's the, there's good lessons in them. It was just like uh, immediately when you close the feedback loop and we listen back, it was just like immediately. That's not it. That is not that's not it. Well, are so we claiming apologize. we have it? I don't know. I don't think no. we are, but we're claiming we got the loop. We have the loop and it's closed. The loop's all that matters, <laughs> dude. Um, and we can get a real tight loop because uh, podcasts don't take a week to edit like a short or a month to edit like a long. So this is going to be sick. Right. Um, I opened up a loop and by loop, I mean thread about Munger. Because uh, I got two people I want to talk about today. Maybe three, like a 2.5. Uh, and they're very similarly minded. One's Munger and one is Wilkie, Andrew <laughs> Wilkinson. Um, what, I don't what mean else to do like you do with your thread time? stomp you, dude. But if you got some threads, I know you were talking about dogs yesterday and electricity. Uh, so if you want to talk are, about any of those, this is your your. They're opening. evergreen. Oh, this is my opportunity. Yeah. Um, really quick. So we haven't been able to shoot this podcast. We're, we're trying to shoot twice a week. We really haven't been able to shoot all week this week because... The electric company came by, Pop. Oh. And, and so I was subleasing this uh, studio for like the last year. And I transferred over right. into... And, and why is that? Uh, the guy was leaving. He was breaking his lease. So I was subleasing oh. from him. It would have been ideal if I could lease directly. So we tried to do that. And the building was like, no, this guy has his no money. Negative. This guy, Henry, he has money. no money. Actually, negative money. Negative net income. So I was subleasing. Okay. And he finally, his lease ended. And finally, I did have some net income. So I went to lease directly with the building. And it was funny because when I became the leasee, I was cranking AC. It's been hot here, right? And mm-hmm. so I've just got this thing set to like 70 degrees. It's frigid in my studio, but I like it that way. Mm-hmm. And... Um, for three months, I was like, huh, like, is the building paying for electric? Oh, I got shut down. I I haven't seen anything. I'm like, (laughs) at my old studio on the West side, they paid for everything. So I think the building's just, including the (laughs) Wi-Fi, T-Mobile Tony, thank you very much. And so blowing snot. So anyway, I come in on Friday and there's a big red notice on my door from ComEd. Oh. And it's like, uh, hey, nobody's paying for this electricity that you're guzzling. <laughs> so um, do, do you have an industrial refrigerator in that building? <laughs> Legit. What the fuck are that's you a running? big AC unit. So um, and like all my tools and shit that's plugged in and just like all these everything. And here's here's the bullshit. Well, one, I think it's hilarious that the power company can come and shut off your, your power. That's just like a That's a lot of power, dude. Me. I don't mean it's to a lot pun of power. Pun. It's a lot of power. The other thing was like the notice, there was no notice. 
there's a notice on the door that's like if you don't pay or if you don't start service then we are going to shut off power in a couple days no it was shut off it was shut off right there there were zero days of notice maybe they were sending months months worth of notices to just the wrong person because oh oh you know what they might have been to the other guy because i can't open his mail that's a federal crime so i've just been stocking his mail that's a good point anyway once they shut it off immediately, it took them a week to get back out here and turn it on, which is also crazy that they can just right. shut off your power <laughs> and then uh, take a week. It's I think a good I had thing a you don't live there, that, though. Um, oh, you know what's funny about it? Uh, we have this joke, which is like anytime we talk to our moms and there's some like issue with the business or with our finances, finances they can always like smell blood. We're like moms can just smell blood. Um, this was hilarious because this was a total smelling of blood action by the electricity company. By but for the first time, by by common Edison wealth. But for the first time ever, there's actually no blood in the water. Right, and of course a, they shut a off false the alarm. Blood in the water uh, almost triggered blood. By like, they almost caused you to bleed. In a sense, how? By shutting off your basic human rights. Oh, yeah. This is my... I had to get. I had to buy a laptop. I, I, I couldn't work here. This uh, is my desktop setup. I couldn't uh, work here. I couldn't shoot the pod. Almost died with no power. It, it is interesting when... Oh, <laughs> stroke. Uh, when you hear all in podcasts, they talk about like, hey, if we just make energy cheaper, the whole world is just better off. Like that is the thing to solve because it, it's everything in the supply chain it's just like a little reminder like hey energy is really important because otherwise you're, you're living in a uh, squalor a, a sweatshop yeah oh wait i have one more takeaway my other takeaway is um so my mom for instance like she has a fear of government like she has a fear of like the, the man, government dude. yes the man doing things like if you don't set something up the government's going to come get you and they're going to put you in handcuffs and throw you in prison mm-hmm. I don't have that fear. I don't know why. I think life's a big game. And what this gets to is like, um, it's kind of this funny thing about government, but when like you don't set up systems properly, they will come and tell you exactly what you need to do. It's like, they know. So like, right. I didn't know how to set up the electricity. Granted, my power was shut off for a week, which sucked, but it's like, they will find you and they will tell you exactly what to do. Um, same thing with like all these IRS notices. I get like I don't there are a lot of late fees. <laughs> Sounds hey, like hey. you're gonna go to prison. <laughs> hey, hey. I'm not though. Like sometimes I get late fees, sometimes I forgot to have submitted the thing, but they tell me. And right. then I can submit it. Well, here's the thing. They're used to dealing with the absolute lowest common denominator. Like doesn't speak Spanish and doesn't have a functioning brain. Spanish or, or English? Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> the I might be one of those people, dude. Mongoloid. Dude, someone one, took a photo of our, our um, hunter. He works at this desk. He took a photo of me working and then this other guy, Zach, working next to me. And Zach, the back of his head is like, like flat. Yeah. But mine, especially after a haircut, it like juts out quite yeah. a bit. Um, I, I've never That's, seen my head from that angle. And I'm like, dude, I got a mongoloid head. <laughs> I don't know if he's got a flat head or I got mongoloid. But uh, didn't was, I send you that meme of like the importance of babies getting tummy time? Yeah. Like if you leave well, a it baby like on he didn't its have back, tummy time. Right. If you leave a baby on its back too long because their heads are malleable, um, 
they'll have a flat back of the head so they got to do tummy uh, time to stay okay round. so that's him i didn't know that's who was him, right dude. and who was wrong dude, well okay. you might be overly mongoloid but <laughs> you gotta meet in the middle but um no never split the difference so that was my I debacle to, dude i i had a I had a little thread. It's not really a juicy thread off of electricity, but um, I pay my electric bills, but they're extra inflated because uh, one, we live in a greenhouse. Like we get sun all day and we're not there. But um, like I'm in favor of just not having the AC on, especially when we're traveling. Like I've been away from home a lot this summer and so has Jack, my roommate. But we're all day, right? Because neither of you are there. Right, neither of us are there, and uh, neither, neither. And um, especially when traveling, which summer, it's like a nice time to travel. So the problem, though, is we get a cape. Oh, dude, I can't see <laughs> oh it's, so, it's so funny when you're like, you're like about to get into it, and then you stutter no. or miss the word. It's just- <laughs> derail. It's like my brain. There's like a little bit of asynchronicity of my right. brain goes a little well, bit faster, and the then synapses. I'm like... Dude, they're fired. Um, so we're not in the apartment. Uh, what's my cliffhanger point? We got to keep the AC on. Why? Because we have a giant fucking plant in the living room. <laughs> it's it's a tree. It's dude. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a tree. Actually, olive a tree. Kalamata olive tree. It's like a thousand dollar tree that uh, Jack is now leaving this weekend. I have to water it every day like it's a fucking child. Uh, we literally have to spend a shitload on electricity that we don't need just because the tree's at home while we're at work. I'm like, dude, yeah. don't have real, like I went to this, um, what is it called? Uh, restoration hardware. And it was like this beautiful rooftop, uh, like bar restaurant. And like, it was immaculate. It looked like when we went to Sax's party in Cabo and it was just like a five star hotel. It was like that. But I looked at all the plants and they're just fake plants. Yeah. But they look super real. I'm like, yeah, do that. Might like, even be better because they're like ultra green. They're like lush. Yeah, it it looks healthier than our, our fucking our, our tree can't even stand up on its own. So it still had its support. I'm like Jack, it's never gonna learn how to like stand on its own if you keep the support on. He's like, yeah, but what if I take it out and it falls? I'm like, that's the tree's fault, dude. <laughs> and and like for a while when you got it, at least like it was dying. Like half of its leaves dude. were gone. It looked it looked <laughs> it like a Charlie dope. Brown Christmas tree, <laughs> but it's a thousand dollars. Uh, the last time Jack was here, I, I had to water it, but I overwatered it. So I didn't notice, but it like it seeped through the bottom and like flooded out. And then we have like now the, the wood flooring is fucked. It's all moldy. And we got cockroaches because of it. And I'm like, dude, fuck this stupid fucking plant. But then people come over and like, wow, is that a real plant? And it's like, yeah. And it's like, OK, I guess Wait, the plant's worth it. Yeah. Uh, fine. Why? Why is your couch there? In the middle, no, the one you're sitting on right now. Why are you sitting in the middle of your office? Oh, dude. Um, well, the couch was in there where I used to shoot the podcast. Yeah, the, the podcast studio. Right. But yesterday I showed up and the couch is here. Right. And the lights. Right. So now I shoot here. <laughs> okay. Because you're in an office. Right. I'm in an office and uh, this is a shared space. So, yes. you know. With coworkers and whiteboards. Right. Sometimes um, people don't return things to where they were. But mm. that's, that's how it goes. No, it's fine. I like this spot. Oh, I have a quick thread. Um, And then I think, I mean, the teaser was like some really good lessons we're going to get from Munger and Wilkinson and whatnot. I never Um, get the teaser, dude. So I was, sorry, I've got sunscreen in my eyes. So I like, I'm tearing up this whole time. Um, 
because I do skincare and I wear sunscreen every day. Uh, um, dude, can I tell you really quick? No, I it's think my that's thread. Such bullshit. You can't you just, just bring did up sunscreen and UVA and UVB. I. Which one causes wrinkles? I'm just like. I, I keep thinking about Taleb, and he's like, Taleb's just do what the old people do. And like, I don't think people thousands of years ago were applying sunscreen every day. But they were really wrinkly. You ever seen a 40-year-old Neanderthal man? Like, deep wrinkles. Deep. Yeah, you got That's a good not point even the there. point. The point was... That's just why I'm tearing up. So it is kind of annoying. This doesn't usually happen. Well, you're going to go blind. You want to I am going to go right, face. right. What are the costs of your clean face? So I'm writing this intro for um, our team uh, bonanza that we had in Bohol, Philippines. Six months ago. Talk about Six Philippines. months ago. <laughs> April four plus, yeah, five months ago. So um, yeah, I'm writing the intro and... Ken gave me some direction for how he's feeling the intro should go, so I'm following that. And it's a little bit of our journey. Pop, you and my channels combined, one billion views. Really? I've done 820 million, you've done- Come on, easy, dude! Easy, combined, 300 million. 300 million. Oh, I got, I got 300 million. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. It's a billion, a billion, a billion people have seen well, our faces. That's also, what people don't realize is each view is a minute. So like why I think we don't do well on Instagram. I thought about this yesterday is because those are like five second videos. Yeah. And someone so we're just minute videos. It's just the algorithm isn't longer, but like that's a billion minutes. Yeah. And I don't know how to translate that into something more tangible, but that's gotta be like, uh, that's gotta be like a, a whole town. You just destroyed a town's entire life. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're trying to do math with one hand. Uh, I'm not trying to do math. I'm getting a call from Athena because uh, oh, the uh, water she can't find the microwave and it's in a cabinet, which is a stupid place to put a microwave, to be honest. Well, to be honest, a microwave shouldn't be anywhere. It should just be out. Well, that's what I'm saying. It should be out. You had right. one in a cabinet once. Right. Well, that um, was when we were living in the third world. Which brings me to my next thread. I just moved into our apartment. I've said it a couple times on the podcast. Um, um, sorry, I got to tell her I don't want this curry so she can eat it. Um, that, and that's that's my bad, hugely dude. important, dude. Not supposed to have distractions. Talk about the podcast. a podcast for us and not for the listeners. My bad. So we moved into this new place, and like because we were moving into a new place, we finally wanted to do it right, which was like get our own furniture. And you sent me that thing from someone who was like, one of their biggest things they're doing in their 30s or 40s is making up for like all the shitty quality shit they bought in their 20s. Mm. Who was that? might have that? been Huber. Huber. Um, so I was like, if we're gonna buy a couch and a mattress and um, list oh, it too. That was too, dude. You had a well, lot of momentum. Well, I could think of other things, but those were the two most expensive. Um, right. Oh, dresser. Dresser was really expensive. So anyway, we forked over the cash to do it right and buy high quality shit. We got all our shit from West Elm. When you do that, they do a like a white glove delivery. Mm. And I just forgot so many of the like benefits of buying nice stuff. Like I mm. sent you a photo like, well, okay, it's multifold. Like our apartment's in a really nice place. So foundationally, 
our apartment has a really great like freight area. It's huge. It's like a huge truck can get in there. It's a huge loading dock. There's tons of space. The freight elevators are huge. So like that's a benefit of expensive things versus like we've lived in all kinds of places with shitty like freight situations or just hard to do stuff. And then you get the white glove delivery. These guys are like, they're just so good. They move so fast. Everything's already assembled. So you don't have to put together like shitty Wayfair and Ikea stuff. Um, it's just like, dude, when you do expensive things, if you can, I guess, I think a lot of people can earlier than they think. Um, you just get rid of so many headaches. Hmm. That's that was my thread, really. That's so everything's awesome, assembled. Dude. They brought it into the room. Um, everything's set up immediately, and so it's sick. Well, yeah. Remember, uh, remember what the last time you moved, and uh, I think you're moving studios, and you broke your back and couldn't go on our uh, friends trip, which uh, is like a red treat. And now you don't know what our friends' house looks like. Um, murder cabin, murder. Yeah, probably that's a, a different theme. story when we bring him back on the pod as a guest. Yeah, money's sick. There was, uh, I think it was the Jeremy Giffen. Uh, invest like the best episode where he's like honestly everyone's just poo-pooing on money it's so underrated like if you have anything you want it just it'll just solve that problem or he's even talking about like super yachts it's like i used to like think what the fuck why are people buying super yachts but then you realize you bring someone on a super yacht and they're like oh i'm gonna do business with you Mm. you clearly know what the fuck you're doing this is the most impressive thing like let's just make something happen it's just like a place to get deals done so uh or just oh. getting you access it's like anyone you want to talk to like i was listening to wilkinson i, I don't mean to like transition into this but uh wilkinson this guy bill ackman he's a big investor and he basically just bought a meeting with bill ackman and then after like a couple hours over dinner bill ackman's like oh let me let's like invest together let's become partners just because he bought that dinner um same thing he's done it with munger etc uh so it's just like it gives you access to all these things uh, granted, like I'm still in the mindset of, I don't like spending if I don't have to like this $800 tree. I'm like, I'd rather just not have a tree. Uh, right. But, but the things, and we kind of talked about this with like, uh, my mattress for instance. So we went eight sleep because of the idea of like, you spend a third of your life sleeping. Like what's $4,000 when you right. spend a third of your life in this thing? Like that's worth optimizing. But yeah, the tree that just sits in the corner needs to look nice. Like that could be a $50 fake plant, right? Like, so I don't need, I don't need nice shit everywhere, but like I need a really high quality, comfy couch. That's where we spend 80% of like our time in the apartment. And it's also like spend a third of our life sleeping. So like I'm going to fork over the cash for those things. Same thing with the phone and computer. It's like use that for at least four hours a day. It's like, I can see the argument for buying the newest model every single year, always. Granted, you don't need to because uh, they run pretty well. But it's like, I, I just, I've seen people even in this office that have like old computers that are slow and they're like, can't show me shit because like it, it lags. I'm like, dude, you, you live a lagged life. Like just, <laughs> just buy a new laptop. Um, but hey, dude, I, I, it's I your turn. Get, it's this, your, my bad. You, my bad. You, you, see, you texted me. You asked me to speak more on the podcast. Um, uh, <laughs> I just had to hear how much fun we had uh, on the published episode. So now I, now I can speak again. Well, one thing you sent me right before this. This wasn't even a before. Thread, dude. It was torture. I was like, what are we doing here? Uh, I also wonder, long ass pods. Fuck it, dude. This is Friday. We just rip. Uh, Friday, September 1st. Um, 
So, uh, what did I want to say? Oh, you sent me like this Pixar movie, or I assume it's Pixar. It's like Elemental. Dude, Elemental. Apparently, really good. You told me to watch it. Uh, honestly, like you said, oh, if you have an animation studio, like it's crazy that you don't watch this. I've had Zach behind me. He'll like send me like, oh, here's a really cool book about this guy that makes like popular cartoons or whatever. Like he just did his whole manual on how he makes cartoons. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care about any of these things. Like I, I enjoy the art form, but like I'm not an animation buff. Right? I don't like really care about storytelling. Oh, it's okay. just like well, I was gonna say the other reason to see it is because just the Pixar storytelling is unmatched. Oh, oh but you don't care. Point. <laughs> but I, you don't care. I, I mean, <laughs> what like, what do you care about? But maybe, maybe I'm like pretending to not care as Gee-gees. much as I do. But like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> we're so on the rails, dude. I <laughs> no, shut them down. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like I don't like. They see us doing all these animated shorts. It's like, I don't inherently care about animation. It's just like, it was a really good tool to get our message out. Or like, I don't care about like cartoons. It's just like a good way for us to get our message out. But story? Story is kind of, story is the same way. It's like, there's a message and like story is the way to like wrap that message. Oh, so you like message. I don't know what what the fuck I like. But I, I was, who was it? I don't know what it was, but I was thinking about like at the end of your life when you look back at what you've done. And like, oh, it was some movie. Oh, I think it was after Oppenheimer. Um, something about like, I like that movie. Maybe it was something else. But it was basically like, why the fuck are you like making, or, or it was Barry. I was listening to Conan O'Brien talk to, uh, who's the guy that makes Barry? Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Really funny conversation, but like, it's just like entertainment. Like, I don't want to just make entertainment as my life. I think a lot of people are better at that. Like, I want to like, feel even if it's just like fictional like help me sleep at night sort of thing but i like the idea that we're like teaching or helping people be better versus just entertaining them like mr Mm. beast is of no interest to me because it's just like i don't want to be fucking like juggling balls for people that's not why i'm here uh i do people care dude i don't know that's a good one that's a good one to to, to throw in there well okay do you want to get into the meat dude i got the meat uh a Um, lot of meat i i could I have, Shut it down? I have one more small thread All right. about about moving. And then we're going to get to the meat. Well, are you going to have any tea left? You know, we got like 10 I don't minutes. Really, dude, whoever's still hanging by minute 30 is okay. going to be here. Well, it's more for can you, can you handle the meat in like two minutes. Uh, I sent you a picture yesterday. So, again, we're still moving apartment. I sent you a picture yesterday of this like big ass um, Amazon like shipping crate I had somehow acquired they like left it at my studio once it's like one of those um oh, yeah it's like one of those big mesh things that that opens up and they put boxes in you see them in like mail rooms all the time it's yeah like big thing it's like push. big gray thing with like yellow straps on it and so no i was moving with that because i had all these miscellaneous small things like just small bullshit kitchen stuff and then i remembered i had that so i threw all these small things in there and then you just have to move the one big thing, oh. which got me thinking, like, I love, so what I texted you was like, um, when needing to move something, take after like 
the biggest shipping and logistics company that has done all this R&D to figure out like this is the best way to move small things. Mm-hmm. And it got me kind of fascinated with the idea of like, what are these things that these big specialized companies do that us common folk don't know about yet? Because um, I really liked that. I was like, if you're gonna move, uh, if you're gonna move a big house, I like wanted to text my brother this. I was like, just get like ten of these Amazon things, put all your small shit in them. They literally zip up on the top, and then just move those. Because um, Amazon's clearly got it figured out. So that's just a little thread I wanted to throw in there. Because uh, things like that keep me really curious. And, um, yeah, it was sick. It'd be sick if we had an answer to that question, like, more, more than one. No, I didn't do any preparation. Okay. So that's a list of one. Um, uh, they come up from time to time. I'll, I'll try and bring them up. They come up from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see, dude. We'll see. My bad, dude. Um, it's I'm Munger glad time. you. No, it's I'm Munger glad you added that. It's Munger uh, O'Clock, actually. Ooh, uh, I do have one more, but it can wait. It can wait for another podcast episode, Pop. Okay. I it's figure about minute 30 is when we got to hit some sort of meat. <laughs> um, okay, Munger. I, I went back home over the weekend, as uh, people that listened to the last pod know. I went home, and in my home, I have a shitload of books. It's like all the physical books I didn't want to lug around to my current apartment, so I just like leave them at home. One of these books, the biggest of the books is the oh oh <laughs> i i know it's hard it is what's hard the, what's the title I know. charlie poor Munger's, charlie's uh, poor, poor charlie's almanac there he is thanks yes. dude good prep. uh after poor what's the oh, benjamin the poor, franklin one is it uh the poor man's almanac poor, it is benjamin it's another franklin. name poor, poor oh fuck portmanteau poor oh wait it's poor charlie's almanac and then that's for Charlie. Poor, poor almanac. The Come Benjamin on, Franklin dude. one. The OG. We gotta get it. Um, uh, poor Richard's almanac. Poor Richard, dude. Where did Richard come from? Who is um, Richard? <laughs> Who the fuck? Oh, it was and, his pseudonym, right? For like some newspaper he wrote. Yeah. Uh, well, it was basically just like a lot of his wisdom. Uh, ben Franklin's wisdom went into poor Richard's almanac, and so this is sort of a riff off of that. It's poor Charlie's almanac because Charlie Munger is like the like the brains behind Warren Buffett, but he's like, like the sleeper cell in the Warren Buffett relationship that just has a shitload of wisdom. And that's what he prioritizes in life. So it's all his wisdom in a book. It's a 500 page book. Really cool. Just all his talks over time. Cause he's not like a very public person, but uh, they managed to like compress everything. So I read half the book. Uh, I still get another half, but like just in that alone, I am chock full of lessons. Uh, I got some of the big ones. Uh, one, one big concept, uh, he likes is inversion. So we all know that it's like, you look at a problem. It's like, how do you get happy? Well, what's a lot easier to answer than how do you get happy is how do you get unhappy? How do you get sad? And it's just like, okay, avoid the things that make you sad. So, uh, for a lot of his like life wisdom, it's just that whole process. And so for example, he answers, how do you get happy? And he's like, I don't know how to get happy. But I know the way to get sad or like to not get happy is you either die, so like don't die young, or you get divorced. Like just there he is. I don't. He's arrived. I don't mean to. I don't mean to comply, <laughs> dude. Has I don't arrived. mean to comply. 
it's like don't die don't get divorced uh and then like he, there's probably a list of a million other things but those are the first two that he he lists as like the big things not to fuck up and actually another don't guy that broke. i'm talking about wilkinson he he got divorced so i have a q a with him because i i i'm part of his paid subscribers um 29 a month a month uh I'm wait so on that him. like uh, just the physical reason that sucked. He tweeted like he was selling his house, and this was like this beautiful custom house. Like they put everything into this thing. The architect was like some famous person. It's like this was like catalog, like magazine house. And he's like, "Yeah, I got divorced, so I'm selling it." It's like their dream house. It's just gone, Child. and that's a physical physical ramification. But uh, right, Which definitely I- an anti goal. I bet he's like, that's the least of his problems, but like, right. it's a bummer because you spent so long building that. Um, and then, dude, all right, you, you want to like, I want it. Take one, go into the next. So how do you not get divorced, right? How do you, yes. how do you get a good spouse? This is more so in the, the like get versus like fuck it up. Um, he basically has no advice on that. He's like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like, this Because he doesn't my- have one, right? Both him and Warren are like, I think, shitty husbands. Well, they, they have... Yeah, they're bad husbands because all they care about is work and just hanging out with the boys. But uh, but I guess they're, like, happy enough with their relationship. Like, they haven't got divorced. So, like, it's, it's worked, I guess, from that perspective. Um, he's basically like, hey, dude, I, I, don't, um, I don't really know. But basically, if you want, I almost want to quote him properly. Is like, uh, if you want a good spouse, deserve a good spouse. Because a good spouse by definition, isn't nuts. What does that mean? Let me translate Yeah, we got to break down the second half. Okay. The isn't Uh, nuts part. You want a good spouse, right? By definition, a good spouse will be smart enough to not marry a bad spouse, aka you. So you have to be good. Otherwise, the good people won't want to marry you. Right. Does that make sense? That was the deserving part. Yeah. Right. you have to be valuable enough, like cool enough, like whatever, just like be attractive to people. He's like, basically be dope. Like don't focus on like little, little things like to trick people. Cause like smart people won't be tricked. So you just like be dope. And then like oh, dope people come to you. Um, I don't think he uses the word dope, but uh, I will. Poor Dylan. So that was just cool. It's just like, dude, just focus on you. Um, then, oh, all right. I'll talk about focus. So focus, he's like, uh, He's got like the, the Asperger, like he's got my respectable Asperger's. I actually haven't like listened to much of them. I just like read them where you can get like a lot of, like a lot of asp doesn't really come through writing. Like Peter Thiel, amazing writer, but then you like listen to him and he sucks at talking. Um, but he, he has like this one thing, people, people when they talk about Munger, they're like, I've never met anyone like him. Like he just fucking, he plays, he dances to his own music. Like he is just a, a unique character. Doesn't give a fuck what anyone's doing. He's just going to live life the way he wants to live. Um, even on the way here, I was listening to a Wilkinson podcast. And he's talking about Munger. And he's like, I respect Munger because he bought this like Barron's investment book. He reads it for years, decades. And out of all the hundreds and thousands of companies that he's seen in the book, he only invested in one. So he'll just like wait decades, only invest in one, but he 100x's his money on that investment. It's like very few people are willing to just live the way he lives. Um, he's also like his crazy focus. He'll be f- so focused on a book. Like people will come in the room and like try and talk to him and he just like ignores them or like he'll be in a conversation with someone and like it'll be over and he'll just like walk away without saying bye. 
Like he'll be at an intersection parked and like there are cars behind him honking when it turns green and he's just like really thinking about a problem and talking to you and he'll just like stay, stay there for a minute. Which is also kind of an anti-goal, right? Like this guy's just one of one, like can't relate to anybody. But, but it's like, I, I like that he can just do that. Like I don't want to live that way, but I like that he can Respect exist without it. conforming. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like the, the weird and focus point. Um, and then, okay, I got two more on Munger. Uh, so one your, is like... And your Q&A is coming up. And, and that's before, dude, I got, I got another person <laughs> and a half the, down here. The Q&A starts right now. No, 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 no. It's, um, that was central time. I got an hour. Oh, let's rip. Let's rip. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was getting nervous. Don't get nervous, dude. <laughs> I saw you rolling. looking at something. Um, okay, so he talks about basically like... I was nervous to chime in. I didn't want to elongate any threads. If you got chimes, dude, chime. Just well, now, now that I know we got time, I can, I can yeah, chime yeah. it up. Um, so another thing is like Wilkinson was talking about Munger and like Munger is known for not being a very quantitative investor. Like he gets the numbers, obviously understands them. Like that's like uh, table stakes and in investing, but he's a very qualitative like, hey, let me just look at the business understand like the big picture what is its moat like how long can it actually be existing and being a good business and that's what you're going to invest in like who are the people operating it um so he talks about all these like wall street finance terms that like talk about like acronyms and just dumb stuff to make people confused he's like dude i don't i don't understand anything about modern portfolio theory or beta or like uh there's like some risk like alpha capital. they're always talking about alpha risk. i don't know what the fuck alpha yeah, is alpha yeah, i I get Delta. Like I can handle Delta. <laughs> he's basically like, dude, it's all bullshit. Like, he's literally in conversation because it's a transcript. He's like, Buffett, do you understand any of this shit? He's like, I've never understood any of it ever, nor do I want to, because all I care about is, is it a good business? Does it have a moat, like a competitive advantage that can stay along, uh, around for a long time? And is it just like a fair price? It's like, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to buy it. And then talking about like, uh, what is the term that they used? It was like cost of capital, something, something, something. It's like a long thing that people use, like percentage of like, are they investing in the right thing? It's like, dude, I just look and I'm like, there's this company or this company. <laughs> or just sitting on my ass. Like, what's the best thing to do right now? I'm just like, and I'm most of the time it's cost. sitting on their ass. I think right. so many people aren't okay with waiting. Like they have more patience than most anybody well, probably they're known for like one of his advice i think he was talking to like stanford business school uh in one of his talks he's basically like honestly the best investment advice i can give you right now is imagine you just have a, a little punch card of just 10 investments that's all you get for your entire life here you go figure the fuck out mm -hmm. that will make them better investors than any like here's like how to analyze a company etc etc like random stuff it's just like you get 10 investments just don't don't just be be okay with being patient have a lot of cash at all times because like you want you want that cash so that when the opportunity is there you just like strike and strike big uh, that's his whole philosophy um so last thing on munger Dude, keep them coming keep them um, coming. he just talks about his partnership with buffett because they've been partners for i don't know 50 70 years years 70 yeah, i guess they're really old um a long time and like it's the best relationship ever they just like do exactly what they want and like just have a fun time like thinking together 
And basically the key uh, to the relationship is just respect each other. Like I just found someone that was like smarter and wiser than me. And now we just work together all the time. And I, I see that the same way with like any relationship I have. Uh, yeah. I, I think like people in general have. I'm not bringing it to Go you. there. Um, Go there. It's like I have to respect the person. Yes. Or like I think in general you have to. Like I won't listen to some of my family's advice sometimes because I'm like I don't really respect like their takes on business. So I don't really like, like I'm kind of checked out with that stuff or like or with a partner. It's like oh, you have to there respect them. There, a girlfriend even. A girlfriend. Some even. would say a girlfriend. Um, and that's why, like, I, I look at the Hormozy relationship, and I like, I think he generally respects her her business skills, and they're complimentary. So it's like same thing. Like, I respect your your ability to just get shit done all the time. I'm like, okay, that's why. Well, many reasons, but why this works so well. So it's just interesting to see, like, that. So that's, that's interesting because we we almost never have disagreements, and it's interesting because. When you do stuff that annoys me, for instance, uh, it's not that it annoys me. It's like, oh, that's how Dylan operates, and I respect that. And just, like, let him go do that, go be that way, right? Um, So it's probably a similar thing when I'm just, like, shipping stuff that's not always fully finished. You're, You're initially probably like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's happened before. But then we don't really get into disagreements because I think, like you're saying, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, but I do respect his ability to ship. This is kind of funny. It was talking about Munger where um, all the time, like Munger was like a lawyer before jumping into the investment world. That's why he's a minority partner in the Buffett relationship. Like Buffett has all the power. But basically, like Buffett would come to him with all these investments and Munger would just shit on it. Like shit on everything like poke holes in every absolute like every angle of the business but like by the end of the conversation you knew it was a good investment if charlie's like uh hey warren could i get a could i get a piece of this like he'll shit on it for an hour straight two hours straight and then at the end he's like can i can i get a little piece because warren defended it well and like i don't know it's just like his way of interacting how does it relate um it's more like i respect like the, I like the principle. I like how you're very principled. It's just like, I just do a lot of shit really fast and make mistakes, kind of like the Facebook thing. It's just like, I just know that's your mode of getting things done. And I think it's a lot better than like my mode, but like the two together work well. Right. Uh, it's just interesting. Um, respect, dude. Respect. Uh, you can't be out of threads. There's no way. Munger threads, I am. Not well, with Wilkie, though. You got any um, poop stories? Um, Oh, you want tea? I was just listening back to an episode, kind of like the poop episode. It ended with you, um, you just talking about this billionaire guy we know, his his tour bus and all that, and you just got weird stories. Oh yeah, I forgot you weren't involved in that story. No. Um, yeah, that that podcast is like purposely buried. It was like very poorly titled and thumbnailed, <laughs> so people don't really find it. Um, maybe I don't know what we should do with that. But, um, yeah, interesting weird stories. So, yeah, this is going to get very heady podcast. So, I don't know where the uh-oh, tea comes from. Uh-oh. Um, I could inject it, something dude. fun. Well, what else you, you got? You something fun? Well, I have, I have another quick one. Um, I'm going to use up all my threads, though. So, my That's this good. kid, he's my sister's age. Uh, I shared this with you. He texted me, like, hey, uh, hypothetically, if somebody, in parentheses, me, 
wanted to start a podcast, um, like, do you have any tips or tricks for like how to go about that? Mm. And I sat there for a minute and I was like, if you're asking me, <laughs> you're fucked. You're already fucked. It's kind of like the, uh, the Elon Musk, like, uh, should I be an entrepreneur? You ask him or like, how, how do you be an entrepreneur? Um, or uh, should I start this thing? And his response is don't. If you're yeah. asking, you're the wrong person. And then your, your advice, which I ultimately gave to this kid, um, who is a good friend and he'll be fine. Um, is like, just start like, what, what, what I, I like, we don't ask like how to start well, Google. Like, wh what do I need to publish a podcast? But like, wh what are you asking me for? Right. Usually when it's like such a powerful desire, you're just like, fuck it. I don't care. Just figure uh, it out. Yeah, I don't know what people are like looking for the excuse to be like, no, don't do it or something. And then like, okay, I don't have to do it. I don't know. But like, uh, it's also who's the piano guy that was like, oh, um, Mozart or whatever. Like, uh, oh, that was a Jer from Jeremy Giffen. Um, somebody went to Mozart and was asking him like. It was a 12 year old. Oh, it was a 12 year old. 12 year old's like, hey, Mozart, what do I have to do to be like you? And he's like. Uh, go to school, study for 10 years, and then maybe you can make something awesome. And yeah. then the kid's like, oh, Mozart, that's what you did? It's like, no, wait, no. wait. So, oh, well, he was oh. like, wait, but, but Mozart, you were, you were writing symphonies uh, at age five. He's like, yeah, dude, I love this popcorn. Dude, Mad Lib. Yeah, I also wasn't asking these questions. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, I, I will say... Uh, reading back, because you, you asked me uh, if I could send you my early iterations of like stick figure finances. And uh, like even before that, I had some drafts of like these half cartoon, half written posts that were like, wait, but why? Uh, I had originally emailed Tim Urban, who writes wait, but why, before starting. And it was this long winded, like terrible email, but it was basically like, which he never responded to. It was basically like, hey, dude, knowing what you know now, would you do it again? I didn't so, know that was before you started, though. That's so interesting. It, yeah, I think it was like right before I started. I'm like, is it worth like trying that's, to pursue this? So, that's an unanswerable question. Yeah. Which yeah. is well, awesome. It's, his thing is like, dude, things are working. Obviously, I fucking love this life. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> also kind of cringe because I was probably like 19 years old, like which is old enough where you shouldn't be like. This I time, wrote. But. No, I wrote the same stupid emails like that. The other piece of advice is do a hundred just I told him like record a hundred episodes publish them or don't uh, just like talk into your phone microphone 100 times and right. after you do it a hundred times you're gonna know exactly what you need to do for your voice for your format for I mean did we no Dude. but we're moving what do you mean did we <laughs> did we figure it out after a hundred no, no dude. We're at 200 <laughs> 200 plus Fuck. um <laughs> and, but you also shot like probably 200 vlogs and like we're just dumb enough where we'd like if we're not focused on improving it it just doesn't improve like we'll do the same thing over and over which it's fine um <laughs> i guess because we we love the game oh also dude okay here's a thread um, yes we should I talk about got it out of him i'm gonna leave wilkie for later because i'm gonna have wilkie that's right q a today so I'll just save it for like monday or tuesday but um I, we have this one important uh, friend and 
client to Clipped. And he and I, I always we, we talk a lot. I know. I always like when a thread starts and I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, it's, it's ripe. Well, ripe. Here's the thing, dude. Um, so he's, he's had some issues. He spends a lot of money with us. He probably spends like 200 grand a year plus um, of his own cash now on, uh, on our business. And so like we're very invested in him. He's invested in us. He's trying to like be viral with the stuff he makes. Um, but he's like not intrinsically into the game. Or at least I don't think he is. Uh, versus you and I, like I don't, I don't really enjoy being on camera he, and like shooting he, shorts and stuff. He's certainly more than most. Enjoys it more than most? Yeah, intrinsically. Yeah. He has but kind of different like, long-term motivations for doing it, but... He's very long-term focused, but I think he's like gritting his teeth a little bit during the process. Like it, he'd be a lot happier if it were successful. And I think we're just like less so that. Um, so we've had a lot of like back and forth. But why I bring him up is because uh, we talk past each other a lot. But one of these conversations, only he put out a tweet that was like, um, I don't know, something like, dude, life is life is like all hard work. So like, just be or okay hard work hard is work underrated, is. I think. Is that what it was? Hard work I is think underrated. So. Yeah. And I was basically like, dude, I've never done anything. What? I don't want to say like anything, but like very little in my life has felt like hard work. Right. And, and this, maybe that wait, means that you've had more of the burden of hard work, but like, but like, no, well, you don't, you don't, you, you like, you work very hard, but you don't, it doesn't feel like hard work because you're obsessed with it. Right. And so I don't know how, but we just kept talking past each other for a while of like, no, dude, you don't understand. <laughs> like. I have a company with my best friend and we just fucking tell goofy stories and like have people like jizzing on each other in animations and like everyone fucking gets riled over it. And it's like, that's our life. Like, how could you not have fun doing that? Obviously there are like ups and downs, but like even the downs are fun. Cause then I just listen to a podcast where like, dude, we got to make 50 grand in two days. How do we do it? I don't know, but we do it every time. So it's like, like, is that working hard? I, I don't know. It just never feels like it versus it's kind of like a good relationship when you tell somebody that's like, hey, a good marriage uh, is like this, but unless you're in it, you have no idea what it's like. I just feel like there's a good chance he's gone his whole life just having like partners that are like not ideal and just working on projects that he's not really like SaaS software. I'm like, I don't think I'd be intrinsically excited to do that versus like talking on podcasts and like shooting goofy shorts. Like that's a lot more fun. Um, so I just feel like he, he hasn't played. And I think a lot of people that are like in it for the money and they have that like internal chip on their shoulder of like, I just want to make as much money as possible to like prove people wrong. Well, that gets I just, to, I, feel like I saw this other tweet yesterday. It was something like, did you send it to me or did I send it to you? Um, there's Pat Walls. What, what's he DMing me? Um, so uh, it was something about like these startup founders that end up going monk mode after they make a bunch of money. Oh, I'm going to say that too. Because they're like trying to, they're trying to like catch up or find themselves or like without the pursuit of money, they like don't know what to do with themselves. Something like right. that. It's, it's like basically they make all this money to like be happy. And then when they make the oh, money that, and they're not happy, I don't know if you have the tweet, but yeah. I can summarize it. 
Um, no, keep going. That was it. So they make all the money. They're not happy. They're like, okay, that didn't make me happy. Let me go monk mode, like meditate and do these ice baths and like go in saunas and like uh, eat only meat. So they do all this crazy stuff, take ayahuasca. And I'm like, oh, that's going to make me happy. But that doesn't make them happy. It's like, okay, that doesn't make me happy. Maybe what will make me happy is just preaching about how that makes me happy. Right. And it's like this oh, weird right. cycle. Basically always selling chasing. it to other people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, God, man, if, if work is just play, the naval, if you're just like happy along the way, which I think we both really are, then like there is no, I'm like, it would be great to have 10 million bucks in the bank. I don't necessarily need that. But like when I do, I don't feel like my life is going to be any different. We're still going to be exploring these things that feel like play. Um, I didn't find that in my DMs, dude, but I did find something that will bring this entire episode full circle. So nice, I think I dude. would just like to pull that up really quick. There it is. Oh, a screen share. Yes. Reminder oh. <laughs> that if you leave your baby supine too often, their skull will flatten out. Tummy time is important, folks. <laughs> this person says, I want to send this to someone, but I don't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Hold on. I, I wish I had the picture. Uh, oh, I, I oh. tweeted it, the mongoloid doing. But it's all That's well, not I, nice. I, it's just not nice. Well, I thought I was making fun of myself. I thought I was the butt of the joke because it wasn't supposed <laughs> no, to be mongoloid. No, he doesn't have uh, uh, tummy that's time. That's fine, dude. Uh, what do you say we get out of here on a high pop? All right, I'll save uh, everything for later. <laughs> Got Got you. You. Oh, I had a more point. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, no, no, uh, no. No, I didn't stop the recording, dude. Um, These are I, supposed to be 20 minutes. Uh, sorry, dude. Um, we can Friday. cut this after. I think I really, I was thinking about, I was listening to All In this morning, and I'm like, all our good shit comes from stories. Like a good pod has to have at least like one or two goofy stories. Uh, and I think when we do these, like we just got to be crazier and like go to these events and things because just observing them or get your power shut off or shit your pants. Yeah, I guess we don't have to be as extreme, but like I, I like those stories. Yeah. I, well, I wanna, the way to get more. stories. Actually, this is a good book by Donald Miller. Uh, something about the hero's journey. Uh, there's a line from the story. Like he was like super depressed and one of the lines that got him out of it is like today let me just put some plot on this story or yeah something like that um when he started like getting his life together he's like let me just put some plot on that the point being like these stories come from like being in motion and doing things and trying things and exploring mm -hmm. things um so hey dude didn't mean to get all philosophical we haven't been here in motion i want to be in motion at some point yeah again. But I'm saying, like, even going out, just, like, we do a lot of shit. We do a lot of shit. So there's stories and everything. But, That's my point, um, dude. We can cut we it. Booted we booted back up it. for that? I'm sorry. We're gonna end on I a just want to do more shit. We're going to go to the All-In Summit, dude. That's what I want to do. <laughs> All right. Got